This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on the Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. The Burt Show. So my 16-year-old, one way or another, is going to learn a very interesting lesson this weekend, and I am dying to see how it plays out, okay? Stakes are kind of high. So let me explain this. Um, I have custody of my kid 50% of the time, and that means 50% of the holidays also. He's 16 now. So this, theoretically, is sort of the last Thanksgiving that he and I are potentially could spend together. Because next year, his mom will have him when he's 17. And then 18, bye! They still spend Thanksgiving with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the one-on-one, who and who knows how it plays out after uh, he leaves for college, you know? I don't know. So, um... That, with the fact that I'm going through this breakup right now, our Thanksgiving is going to look a little weird this year. I don't have any family down here, so it was just going to be he and I. So I want to do something really, really special. He is a huge soccer fan. I am a huge soccer fan also of international soccer also. And in the soccer community, there is no bigger rivalry in the world than the countries of Brazil taking on Argentina. And they are playing in a World Cup qualifier in Brazil over Thanksgiving. So it's kind of, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a huge deal, right? So the timing of it worked out really well. Uh, I told him about it. He got really excited. Look, I like soccer, but you know what I like better? South America. (laughs) (laughs) So we booked the trip a couple of weeks ago. And then he hits me up after it's all confirmed. And he says, Dad, um, the trip that uh, we're going down to Brazil for, it's not on blank date, right? Because the football team, his high school football team that he is the manager for, so I guess that means he's organizing all the stuff, the pads and all that. He just likes being part of a team. And traditionally, his high school football team, what's the word I'm looking for? Sucks. <laughs> like really bad. <laughs> like Each and every year, they're really, really bad. Well, it's a really, really small school, right? They don't even play 11 v. 11. They play 8 on 8. Because, okay. yeah, the conference that he's in, can't, all these little schools, they don't have enough kids to field an 11 v. 11 <laughs> team. So it's 8 on 8. But it's still very important to them, right? You have somebody the size of Burt being your defensive lineman. Seriously. Oh, you're not, yes, you're not too far yes. from the truth. <laughs> right? There's only three people on the line, even. Really? Yes. Wow. Right? It's really small. But they're into it, man. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. Of course not. It's your school. Of course. Right? So he says, Dad, um, geez, I know you already booked the trip, but his team is doing really well right now, and they made the playoffs. And he said, if we go to the state championship, it'll be the weekend that we have planned down in Brazil. 
And I said, well, that would have been good info before I booked all the tickets. Uh-huh. And before I booked the hotel, that's expensive, Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a teenager. Yep. <laughs> so I said, before I make even start looking into making some different arrangements and moving this trip, you go ahead and I want you to do some real thinking over the next couple of days because you're about to cut half of our vacation in South America off for the potential of your team playing in the state championship, but they have to get through two rounds of teams to get to the state, okay? The state championship would be when we're in Brazil. Got it. So it's the opportunity to play in state. They haven't qualified for anything really yet. So I hit him back 48 hours later because, of course, he's not going to hit me. And I'm like, dude, I need to make a decision on what we're doing here. We going, we not going, what's going on? Kid texts me back and says, Dad, I'm going with my gut. I'm staying. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, he said, I really believe that my team is going to win the state championship this year, and I want to be part of that. All right. Yep. Okay. And I said, that's a really great decision for you, Hollis. And this is no lie what I'm about to tell you. I said, my vacation is like gold bars. I'm going down four days early. I'll, you, can come ba- you can come after me. So that's what I did. I'm going to Brazil by myself for the first couple of days of the trip reorganized his part of the trip. I have somebody meeting him at the airport that'll take him through customs. Even though he's been traveling since he was like three years old, he could do it by himself. He's 16 now. But I just want to make sure because it's in a different country and all that. So I'm going down there and he'll come down three days later. And he's got a playoff game tonight, which is not the state championship. They are a deep underdog in this game tonight. Really? A heavy underdog in this game tonight. He is convinced. In fact, they've already played each other once this year. The other team beat his team by 35 points. Ooh. Oh. So yes. he thinks in eight weeks that they have made up that 35 points. And I said, okay, that's your decision, buddy. So we will see what happens tonight in this playoff game. So either they win and he made the right decision to move on to next week. They lose. Eh, he's going to have to stay here for an extra couple of days. Oh, stakes are high. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I commend his loyalty. Yeah. Me too. I mean. It's one person's loyalty is another person's stupidity, but I still commend his loyalty. I would probably not have made that decision at his age, but this kid just, it, when he is in and he just loves his friends and he loves this team so much that he's all in. So he's like, I just have a feeling they're going all the way, Dad. I do not want to miss this. It might be the only time in my high school that I'm going to see you state championship in football, so I'm going to stick it out. Wow. So deep, 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 deep down, what you rooting for to happen? Uh, <laughs> I haven't even really thought of that. Um, well, since he's already made the decision, I want him to win. Of okay. course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. did have the second thought also, because are you still going to Rio? Yeah, yeah. So you My and trip I got, is booked. You and I got a couple days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn it up. That's all I'm saying Let's right there, okay? Yes, sir. The Bird Show. All right, email here. What do you got going on in your life that you'd like to share with The Bird Show? Um, in this case right here, it's an email defending Britney Spears' family, which you don't hear a lot of right now. This is not our typical dilemma email. Mm-mm. This was sent directly to me, and they were listening to our show and heard our segment talking about the Britney Spears memoir, The Woman and Me. And um, I had seen, like, obviously the the media coverage and the tabloid coverage. And, you know, we've talked about it extensively in the entertainment buzz. 
And it seemed like she, Britney Spears was pointing a lot of fingers at people, but not taking accountability. But then I read the book, AKA listened to it on Audible. And I was like, oh no, homegirl has every right to be mad. Like her life from her youth, from her father being an alcoholic to what her significant others did to her leading up to the conservatorship and then being hospitalized for months on end. It was like, nobody's looked out for her for a very long time. And it was, it was really, it was kind of sad. So we talked about it at length on the show. Um, And for me, reading the book kind of gave me the why she is the way she is, why she acts the way she does on Instagram with the, with the, you know, dancing and the, the outfits, et cetera. Like all that kind of made sense now. Well, I got this email and I'm a firm believer. There are two sides to every story. I, I, I really do. And I said, I took everything Brittany said with a grain of salt um, because, you know, it is is her truth. It is her perspective. It is her version of events. I'm sure her family has a very different one. So nonetheless, even if you dial back some of the embellishments or whatever, it's still messed up what the girl went through. So I get this email and I'm going to keep it anonymous because it's somebody who knows the Spears' family. Mm. And they wanted to mm-hmm. have their back and tell a little bit of their side of the story. So it starts, hi, I've been listening to you guys ever since I moved from Louisiana to blank a few years back. I love you guys, but I wanted to reach out about something and give a little insight. The Britney book. And then it was the emoji. Please just be careful when discussing it. I know the family well. And Miss Lynn and Jamie Lynn are two of the kindest people you'll ever meet. They have asked all friends and family to not publicly speak about Brittany or the family. They are very protective of her. But they are also getting death threats daily. People are saying they hope Jamie Lynn's young daughter gets R-word and killed. Mm. They are telling Miss Lynn her sister deserved to die of cancer or they wish it would have been her instead. It's daily and it's constant. The book may be Britney's truth, but it doesn't make it reality. I listen to you daily and know you have critical thinking skills. (laughs) The biggest pop star isn't going away for three months to an institution over energy pills. So I'm going to pause here. When they, um, when Britney Spears was put into uh, a hospital and this is when the free Britney movement really kicked up because they were like, she's being held against her will, blah, blah, blah. What led up to that was um, her taking energy supplements, which apparently, according to Brittany, were over the counter. Somebody had given them to her and they told her she couldn't take them. Well, she got busted taking energy supplements again. And that's when they supposedly sent her to this institution. Right. Um, She also wasn't allowed to drink alcohol, you know, caffeine, things of that nature. Um, So. That's what she said she was doing. She Mm -hmm. was taking energy. So it obviously made it seem very, like, ridiculous that her family would send her away for three months over energy supplements. Right. She goes, I listen to you daily. No, you have critical thinking. The biggest pop star isn't going away for three months to an institution over energy pills. She was at one of the most expensive places in the country. That place is not jeopardizing their reputation and the potential to get sued by locking her up over energy pills. She says she couldn't go to spas under the conservatorship, but in the same chapters discusses traveling the world. Hmm. She talks about not being allowed caffeine and alcohol, but research, but research how those can increase psychosis episodes in people with mental illness. Brittany's family tried to protect her so she could see her kids. 
Notice how she hasn't seen them since the conservatorship ended. She's the only mom y'all would excuse for not talking to her kids for three years. I understand how things might seem from the outside, but please remember that feeding Britney's narrative is the reason the family is getting the awful sexual and violent threats. They are humans and damn good ones too. They deserve peace. God bless. So uh, Cass and I are going to have two different thoughts on this. So um, in my life experience, in both business, business and in my personal life, what I realize is that we look through life through very different lenses, right? Uh, we have been part of a narrative where one person saw a situation very differently than the rest of the people in here. And I saw that narrative play out on social also, and it wasn't any of our experiences. So when I'm hearing this from Brittany, who has suffered from some mental illness also, this is her truth. Mm-hmm. This is her lens. But I've maintained from the very beginning also that her parents are in a very tough situation because even if your kids are talking out about you publicly, I feel like if you're a responsible parent, you can't do anything about that publicly. you got to let that play out, man. You can't get into this verbal back and forth publicly. It is just, it's not the right thing to do as a parent. It really isn't. So a lot of this stuff hasn't been making any sense to me. Um, and I have sort of wondered the same thing that's been in this email is like, I wonder if it, if the situation on the parents end looks the same as it does on Brittany's end. And I wonder if the parents aren't saying anything because they truly are trying to protect their kid. I'm sure it is different. I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle and reading the book, it feels like some stuff is glossed over. Um, first, I want to say that death threats against anyone, especially a child, is disgusting. And those people should be ashamed of themselves. You don't you don't go there. That's not a line we cross. Here's my deal, though. Reading this, and I'm sure at the beginning it was in Brittany's best interest, and I'm sure there were things in her best interest. To say she hasn't talked to her kids for three years, I think is unfair because it's a two-way street. Her father, there was a restraining order taken out against him because he physically assaulted her son. There are markers. He was an alcoholic. He owed the company that he signed on to be co-manager of the conservatorship. He was financially indebted to them when he signed her on. She didn't want to do the second residency, and he tried to force her to do it. She didn't want to perform. He made her do it. So I'm sitting here, while maybe all of it, some of it in Brittany's eyes, like, you know, going to rehab for three months over energy pills. What What's the real story there? We might not actually know what the actual truth is. He and the family forced her to work against her will by claiming that she was mental, so mentally incompetent that she couldn't manage herself. If you're that man- mentally incompetent for a conservatorship to be put in place, you can't tour, which is what the going around the world part was. You can't work. You can't do Vegas shows. You can't do interviews. So that's where my issue is. It's not... It's not that the family is trying to protect her because clearly there's something else going on. And it's really none of our business, too. But there's something going else on, else going on in the middle. But there was clearly abuse there. And a woman was basically forced to work for 13 years with barely seeing any of the income that she brought in against her will. There's another issue here that's really even more important than that. Uh, and that's your hair looks really good today. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's really, really nice. You know, Brittany once told me that she liked my hair. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I like your hair. That's right. It looks really, really nice today. Thank God, you. How do you pull off bangs, man? You're the first person I've ever seen to pull it off. Thanks. Really nice. I mean, I only get it right once out of every seven days, <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> 
The Bird Show. So are there gambling rings in high school that people aren't talking about right after Entertainment Buzz? Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's Entertainment Buzz. They're two of the hottest divorcees on the market right now because they both ended their second marriages this year. Because as we all know, 2023 is the year that love has died. So apparently, Reese Witherspoon and Kevin Costner are rumored to be dating. So I saw this headline yesterday and honestly, I completely ignored it because some of it was on like websites I'd never heard of. And I was like, okay, this is just like stupid tabloid fodder. But honestly, some of the sources were so well written. It felt like one of those fairy romances that me and Cassie read that felt very romance novelish. <laughs> one of the sources said that when Kevin and Reese started talking about the potentially working together on some projects, this source said he didn't count on finding her absolutely charming as hell. They've been calling and texting on the pretense of finding the perfect script, but it's becoming an almost daily occurrence, like as if they're trying to find the perfect Hallmark Christmas movie for Mm -hmm. next year. And this is like their rom-com moment of getting together. But then some people are coming out on Twitter and saying, well, there's no way this could happen because he's 68 and she's 47. For context, his ex-wife was 49, so Mm -hmm. that's not too far off there. So apparently this rumor is getting so big that Reese Witherspoon feels the need to come out and set the record straight. Hopefully she squashed it because I do not ship this. You don't? Absolutely not. Wait, why? Why? I just... The age difference? It's not the age difference. I mean, that's so common in Hollywood, like 21 years, especially when you're in your late 40s and your 60s, like it's whatever. Um, No, it's just... I think she deserves better. Mm. Uh, what, what did Kevin Costner ever do to you? Did he cut you off in traffic or something? No, it's just a vibe. That? Like, I, I appreciate, I think he's a phenomenal actor, um, but I just, he comes off, he, he comes off extremely arrogant and full of himself. Mm-hmm. And she's so like wholesome, girl next door, like America's sweetheart kind of thing. And I just, yeah, I just, I, I don't like the two of them together. But then it makes you wonder where are these rumors actually coming from? Because it is so random and you would never see these two together. So her uh, her um, representative came out and said, this story is completely fabricated and not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the way he runs that business in Montana. It's shady. Um, and it's reckless. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think his relationships are probably the same way. So I, I agree with you. I wonder if Yellowstone is coloring. <laughs> my view of him. No, it's not. <laughs> but anyway, I have a feeling that maybe there's some truth to it. Like maybe they are working together and I could see Reese seeing these rumors come out and be like, can a girl just like do some work? Can I not exchange emails with Kevin Costner without it being yeah. some big romance? So I feel for her. I kind of feel like when you're in one of those relationships and there's all these rumors circulating about it, it's better press for you guys to not say anything at all. Rage. That's right. Because 100%. then people really want to know, even if there's nothing going on. And let people speculate. Unless she really is mad about the rumor and is like, I would never date this fool. (laughs) I think it was almost like the Jamie Foxx thing. Like, people got so invested in what was wrong with him because he just wouldn't come out and say anything that the world needed to know. Man was riding around on a yacht, living his best (laughs) life. (laughs) He was cruising. Okay, Jared Leto became the first person to legally climb the Empire State Building yesterday. I like how you have to put legally in there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, legally. (laughs) People tried it, yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh, He started at this 86th floor and then 
all the way to the antenna at the top of the Empire State Building. And I'm sure you're wondering, Abby, why would anybody choose to do this other than just doing it for fun? Like, why is he the first person to do it? Well, he's doing it to promote his upcoming tour with his band 30 Second to Mars. And he spoke about how, you know, it was so cool to get up there and see the entire city. I know he was doing this on the Today Show, and I know there was at least one producer watching that thing go, fall. No, he no. The, the ratings would be so good if you fall between 92nd and 93rd floor. Like, is that the stunts? Like, is that where we are with stunts that in order to promote your album, you have to climb the Empire State Building? I don't think I so. I hope not. No. <laughs> you don't see Taylor Swift doing that. You don't see Beyonce doing that. Well, I mean, it's easier to climb the Empire State Building than to go viral on TikTok, so it makes a lot of sense. But I was wondering, like, what is the actual experience like and he said the hardest part of it was how sharp the Empire State Building is. Twice I've done those things where you scale down um, a building for charity. Have you? Oh, oh yeah. 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 How was that? Um... I did it the first time and hated it, so I thought I'd go back the second time, like skydiving. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so now I'm chilled out. I've done it before. I'll like it the second time, and I hated it just as much. Okay. Um, but it's much easier than what he's doing, because you're just going down. Right? <laughs> this guy has to actually work going up. And he's 51. And he's 51. That's yeah. impressive. And so he was asked, what's your next climb? And he said, well, I'm climbing into bed next. <laughs> All right, Kiki Palmer is requesting sole custody of her son, and she's filed a restraining order, too. Tell you what her last straw was on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. So late. Ladies, you have a big old date planned this weekend, but you guys still aren't sure where you're going or what you're doing. Abby is going to tell you right now how to land the big fish. Oh, yeah. TikTok has once again come in handy and told me the secrets behind picking the perfect date to get your man in the right state of mind to fall in love with you. So I saw this on Capital FM's TikTok page where Paul Brunson from Married at Sight UK came on and gave his tips for picking the perfect date that will make a man be in the right environment mm. to start having feelings for you. If you don't know who Paul Brunson is, he's a matchmaker, he's a relationship expert, and here's what he says the perfect first date is. You know what the best first date is? Best first date, hands down. And it's going to sound crazy, but a walk yeah. with a cup of coffee. I agree. A parallel coffee. play. There's mm. so many advantages that you What's have. What's parallel play? Sorry. Uh, well, Toddlers well, do it. Yeah, yeah. Play well, next to each other. Don't make a lot of eye contact, but you're together. Oh. Exactly. You rarely see men talk eye to eye like this. They really stand at a 180 degree because through evolution, if we look directly at each other, we're getting ready to fight. So if you notice, you're sitting apart, you'll always see the woman Looking at her man, just dead face, like, and he's like, uh, he's, he's tilted to the side. A walk allows for that. It allows for him just to flow and just to think differently. Also, the walk, what does it do? It builds all the endorphins are, are, are firing off. That's all you need. I love that it's not in a restaurant because you haven't got the intensity, but also... You've got a good escape route, you know. <laughs> you can run. Heels, but also put a time limit on it. Say, yep. I've got yeah. 20 minutes. Or I've got to be somewhere else. Yeah. You can always change that plan later. So what are your thoughts, gentlemen? No. Uh, I I I just thought it was funny that he he went as deep as the the angle that a man is standing at has anything to do with a like and right. a woman. But um, yeah, I'm usually looking up. <laughs> <laughs> he said you guys are looking eye to eye. I can assure you, it's not. <laughs> I mean, uh, so the what the theory is in the overall is that if you go with a walk coffee, you're going to like a woman more than if y'all sat in a restaurant? Well, you're going to think differently as a man because of the parallel play instead of looking at each other head on. So what they're saying is from evolution and biology, when men look head on, it's like there's an intensity there. And it's basically when you did that, when you made straight eye contact head on, you were going to fight. 
Whereas parallel, you're equals and you're just going to have a different type of conversation. There are relationship counselors who have advised women when they need to talk to their husbands or boyfriends about something important to sit side by side on the couch, rather face to face. Really? And the women report back that whatever they're sharing is taken so much better because it doesn't feel confrontational. It feels like two buddies hanging out. Like, think about it. When you hang out, like, sitting on the couch with your butts, like, you're not, like, face to face, like, intense. And they're like, it works. It's so much better. I'm just trying to figure this out as uh, Mo. So a woman calls you up and says, hey, I know this is our first date and all. Um, we're just going to go for a walk. We're going to grab a cup of coffee, and you and I are just going to go for a walk. What's your thought? Oh, I'm going to save some money. I'm with it. Not yeah. a problem. You'd be fine with it. Just Completely a, wa- fine a with walk it. and coffee. Yeah. 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 I guess I need to lower my bar a little bit because that just does not sound appealing to me at all. So what does sound appealing to you? Um, Something really fun where we can have a couple of drinks together. I, I, it could be bowling. Side by uh, side. Something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not making direct eye contact. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's all side by side. Bowling, let's see, what else would be? Um, yeah, like one of those places where you can drink and play a whole bunch of different games and stuff and like that. And if you're sitting at a bar, what are you doing? Yeah, you're side by side. Yeah, side side. Although I am the weirdo that usually takes the corner um, to where she's on one side and I'm on the That's other. That's still fine because you're at an angle. You're not directly in front of the person. Huh. Mm. How about that? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to start giving your date some side eye. If you want to walk okay. side to side, you got to sit by side by side. Interesting. That came out very weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tongue twister. Did you guys buy into it when you heard it? Me? Yeah. I, I, I love the idea mainly because I love the escape route plan because I will, I want to run from most of my relationships. So the fact that I would just have an easy out to where I could just start bouncing. Yeah, I was down for it. And I, I would love to go on walks period with friends. So it's only natural that I would have a lot of success doing it with like dates and stuff. So I think the next time I finally catch a man's eye, who knows how long that'll be. But I would actually love to go on a date like this because I think it's it keeps your mind active because you don't have to do an activity where like they have to do the thing where they teach you how to do it. You can just go on a walk. It keeps your mind busy. Coffee's super cheap. And if the side eye thing works, then mm-hmm. I'm on board. What's the most effective first date? that you've ever had? What's the most fun you've ever had on a first date? Oh, that's a good question. Um, That's why I do what I do. <laughs> I'm just trying to get us to five, bro. You know, honestly, uh, a hockey game. Hockey game? It was, it was very random. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. We The date actually started in the park. I never thought of that, but we were like in huh. a park. Huh? Side what by do you want to do? Side by side. Game. Side by side. And mm-hmm. I looked up and found that a hockey game was on. I was like, you want to go to a hockey game? And it was our first date. It was a great date. Spontaneous. Yep. And unless you guys were sitting in different sections of the arena, I'm of guessing course. you were side by side. We, we were indeed okay. side by side. It would be really yeah. weird if she sat in the seat in front of you and turned around and faced you the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. I can only afford one good ticket, so I'm down there by the eye. <laughs> Yeah. And you're way up in general admission. See ya. Okay. Hey, the Burt Show. All right, Andrea here. Um, she has got something going on over the weekend here. She wants to ask her boss for a job transfer because she's attracted to a coworker and she needs to know what to say to the boss. Hey, Andrea. Hi. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is, like, insane. I... I am attracted to a coworker, and um, I'm married, so that's not good. Uh, we are we're going through a difficult period, and we really are trying to keep it together. Like we're both going to therapy and counseling to make it work. But I have a coworker who is 
very attractive and has also been a good friend to me these past few months. So, you know, not only is there a physical attraction, but I recognize there's also like an emotional attraction developing. And I just, I feel like this is really dangerous territory that I need to remove myself from. So I want to ask my boss to transfer me to a different position or like maybe let me work from home. Sure. Um, just something to, to, you know, reduce or mitigate any risk. All right. Um, so I'm very interested to hear the advice that the women on the show are going to give you about this. And I have a very specific reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually commend you for recognizing that this could be a potentially dangerous situation for your marriage, that you guys are really trying to work on it. And there is something that could impede that process. And I, you know, I don't think we, we don't live to work. We work to live and you need to focus on what's most important and that's your marriage and that's your life. And I, I, I applaud you wanting to do the transfer. Cash. I'm torn. <laughs> I mean, if the, <laughs> why are you laughing? Because uh, I'm trying to bait you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, did I take the bait? You did. On one hand, for me, it's. It's really just, it's it's whatever you want to do in your life. That's what you should do. If you want to work from home, if you want this transfer, then ask for it. But it seems silly to uproot your life just because there's somebody there in the office who you like. Like, this is going to sound harsh. Lock it down. Just control it. Just say, okay, cool. I recognize I have some feelings for this dude. It's not going anywhere because I care about my marriage. Boom. And just move on. And I know that's easier said than done. But in your life, I feel like you're going to always face these hurdles when relationships get tough. It is so easy to look outside and find the easy route. And sometimes having that, it's not a challenge, but like addressing that you have those feelings with yourself and deciding not to do anything about it and continue your life as is. You're not weak. You don't need to remove yourself from the situation. Though, like Kristen, I really respect that you care about your marriage and you're getting rid of that that potential problem, yeah, and the temptation. But at the same time, that's life. How about you, Abby? I'm worried I'm going to fall for the bait. (laughs) I'm worried too now. I should have asked what it was. You were so on the fence, I can't even come at you. You were on both sides. (laughs) Like, quick, how can I change my mind? So, Andrea, my advice for you is... First, I want to commend you for setting a boundary if you could see something potentially happening in the future. But I think the one question you really got to ask yourself is, is this transfer going to be detrimental to your career in any way? Because I could see myself like, let's if I'm putting myself in your shoes, Andrea, and the sexual tension between me and Mo is just getting too thick. Turn it up, baby. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to go to Chris and be like, Chris, and I, you got to take me off the mic because it's just too much. Like that would be something I wouldn't want to do because that's not going to propel me where I want to be in my career. So that's not a decision that I would make. But if this is something that's going to be like a lateral move or it's just like the same job but a different cubicle, I say go for it because then there's no cons. But don't make this decision at the detriment of your career. So we had this very same scenario years ago. Cassie, you weren't even on the show yet. Abby, you weren't on the show yet. Kristen, I think you were. And I was on the show. Were you on the show? Uh Um, But the situation was different because it was the guy that was saying he was having feelings for a woman. And I remember very specifically being the only one in studio saying like, go and transfer, get out of the office if you're feeling this way. And all the women on the show were like really coming down on the dude like, hey, keep it in your pants. You're not like uh, a barbarian. You can make decisions. Just 
I mean, be a man and stay in the office and cut off your feelings. And it feels very different for a woman. Like you're saying, like, go ahead and transfer. Uh, it's important to protect your marriage, which was my take years ago when it was a man. But with a woman, the texture feels very different. Yeah, I don't I don't recall that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a pretty good memory, so maybe I wasn't part of the show maybe then. Maybe not. But my, my advice for a man would be the same thing. Uh, I think you should get out of that office. Uh, I think that if you're having feelings that are very, very strong, that... Most people can't turn those things away. And I hear Andy Stanley, my pastor, in my head all the time talking about those boundaries, those guardrails. And if you're really feeling attracted, there's nothing more important than protecting your family and your marriage. So if there's any doubt at all, get the hell out of that office. I do get where y'all are coming from, but I mean, isn't there temptation everywhere? Like, what happens if she transfers and goes to a different office and there's an attractive guy there that's also friendly to her? And then I she mean, needs to, like, really step it up yeah. in therapy and oh work God, on why. Yeah, then it's a her thing. Right? Yeah. I forgot Andrea was on the line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, Andrea. <laughs> Still there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, that's my problem. <laughs> Do you think your attraction is because you're finding stuff in this other coworker that you're not finding at home? Like, if your marriage was strong and you were happy, do you think you would even look twice at this coworker and find them attractive? Or is it because you're lacking something in your personal life, so you're searching and then you think you found what you're missing in this coworker, and that's why. So I'm wondering if it's not really like, yes, there yeah, is temptation. I think, I, think that's, I think that's totally it. Like, you know, when you're just, when you're frustrated by your personal situation and you're not getting, like, the love, satisfaction, validation you need from your your marriage. It's it's just like you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's like a there's a lot of like why am I putting myself through this when here's somebody that I really connect with that I find attractive that um, you know I identify with emotionally. Um, and yeah, I'm not getting that from the person that I'm supposed to be committed to forever. Yeah, get out of that office. Um, get out. Get out. Run. <laughs> run. Like Forrest Gump around, uh, across the country. Um, you know, work on your marriage. Yeah. But with the temptation in the office, it's going to be, it's not an authentic therapy. Um, if this guy's right next to you and you're thinking of him all the time, I would say transfer. Was my advice would be transfer and then do the therapy. But you can't do them both at the same time. You guys? Yeah, I, I, I'm team. Th- I'm team transfer. Team transfer. I'm mad at your your partner. If you're not getting any of that from the person you're supposed to be with forever, you said get out of the office. Kind of leaning the other way. Get out of the marriage. You deserve better. I'm with Cass on this one. You should be able to deal with temptation anywhere. It doesn't matter. If you can't do that, then the problem is the marriage, not the guy. You're the deciding factor, Abby. Oh, God. Don't put this on me. Yep. Uh, Her marriage is in your hands. Hook up with the coworker. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the Bird Show. Kristen, I got to tell you, I have bought in. I have bought in, and I am 100% excited to see who I will be shopping for in Secret City. <laughs> you got me, girl. You got me yesterday. Yay! I, I, I hope I got you because I sent <laughs> the email um, the first of this week, and then I had to send an email yesterday reminding the people who had not signed up, and you were one of them. <laughs> yes, I was. Um, so the, the, 
explain the way that it's done because Kristen takes this very seriously. Like I could tell the other day when I accidentally on the air told Abby that I picked out her Christmas present months ago, I saw Kristen get pissed <laughs> because that's not part of the rules of Secret Santa or the way we do Christmas around here. Well, and it's because we've done Secret Santa <laughs> for years now because we have in radio an embarrassingly large staff, right? And there for a while, we were buying gifts for everybody. And it got it got expensive. <laughs> yeah, it did. It got real expensive. We had kids in our families that weren't eating for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> My and, grandmother didn't get none for three years. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, and it got harder on some families. And so we just decided, let's do a secret Santa. So I had I used the app Elfster. And for anybody, this is not an ad. It's what I use, and it's easy, and it's great. Um, and you just, it does everything for you. You just put everybody's email in there. It does the draw for you, et cetera. So everybody signs up and there's a $25 limit because we're going to, we're, we, there's no reason that anybody needs to go over 25 bucks. And it just, it makes it, it makes the Christmas party, I feel more enjoyable because you're not stressing trying to find a gift for everybody and you're not spending an exorbitant amount of money. What are you laughing about? <laughs> like more enjoyable. The stress I feel <laughs> as everybody watches to see who I got for Secret Santa, unwrap the gift I got them and whether or not it's going to live up to whatever Kristen has right. purchased this year. Whatever. Oh she's my God, yes. she's yes. the queen she, of gift giving. Yes. Totally. Like, we live stream it the entire world is watching somebody unwrap your crappy $25 gift <laughs> and judging it. And then Kristen breaks out two puppies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got them on sale for $24 somehow. I did. A puppy one year, Abby. One year for somebody because, and I, I roped Tommy's wife into it as well. I didn't just go rogue getting somebody a puppy, but we, we she chose Coco personally from the Atlanta Humane Society. Oh, you've scarred us all. I have. Apparently, I've scarred everybody. <laughs> so, um, but in years past, there's always been issues. Um, we've had to do redraws because somebody forgot to sign up. <laughs> Kitty. Um, <laughs> she never forgets, man. She never forgets. Then one year, apparently somebody worked for the show that I did not know worked for the show, and they uh -oh. were completely left off of the Christmas invite <laughs> and the the Secret Santa list. That proves how big our staff is, is that we got Jesus. staff members that we don't even know are part of the staff. <laughs> no, so it's all been sent out. Today is the last day to sign up, and then the drawing will be done tomorrow, and everybody will know who they have, so you have should have plenty of time to purchase your $25 gift. And in full transparency, uh, Abby, your birthday is when? April. In April. Uh, in full transparency about this Christmas present, I had bought you a birthday present. Yes. And forgot that I bought you a birthday present. <laughs> and then got this second present. Uh, and I didn't want to give you two for your birthday. So this one I've had since April. So. <laughs> You're going to just saved it for next year. That's what I would have so just so you know, I am within the rules. True. I just had forgotten that I had bought her a present. That is classic Bert if I ever yeah. heard it. <laughs> All right, ditch or daytime, because they go out on a date. We talked about this yesterday, right? It was like a year ago. And he says, look, man, I, we're just not compatible. And then he shows up a year later and wants to go out with her. So we gave her an assignment yesterday. Remember this, Kristen? Yeah. So this was a year ago. She went out with a guy. They had a great time. However, he did not ask her out a second time. She waited. He wasn't. So she's like... I'm going to go ahead and build up the courage and I'm going to ask this guy out. And she did. And he said no. And the reason he said no was that he didn't think they were a good fit. 
And I think that's a very important phrase right there. He mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, I'm just not in a place to date right now. No, he said to her, I don't think we are a good fit. Didn't elaborate. That was the end of it. Now, here we are a year later. And as you said, he's submarined mm-hmm. and popped his little... <laughs> Is per- Periscope? Periscope. What, Thank you. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I was about to call it a monocle, and I'm like, that is not right. <laughs> <laughs> Popped up his little Periscope, and it's like, ding, 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 hi, yep. I'm here, and asked her to go out. You think this really has to do with his South of the Belt Periscope. Oh, well, this is, we're talking about a different head here. Yeah. He's poking out. <laughs> <laughs> a different thing with one eye. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the problem is she said yes to it. She did. She said, so he did that. She already said yes, but now she's starting to rethink, and she hit us up, like, ditch her date. And I'm like, well, you already said yes to the mm-hmm. date. So it's kind of hard. But we did encourage her to reach back out. We didn't see anything wrong with her hitting him up and being like, hey, just curious. Mm-hmm. Why are we a good fit now when we weren't a year ago? A guy would expect this because I don't know if you guys know this about uh, yourselves, but you guys tend to overthink things. So if you say yes to a date, a guy would expect a text a couple of days later where you <laughs> have been chewing on it and mm. then do a follow up text going, hey, I'm just thinking about this. Why now? It wouldn't shock us. I'm curious. So, Mo and Bert, you're the, you're the guy in this scenario. You do exactly the same thing. She sends you the text. Why now? Why now are we a good fit? What are you saying back? I would lie. Say something to the extent of, um, you know, I've wised up over time. Oh. I was a immature, foolish man at once. And yes. Now I've grown oh. and realized the error of my ways. Oh, he's good. He's grown and wise. I'm yep. falling for it. And I would just write back, I'm super horny. <laughs> <laughs> Which both mean the same exact thing. And I feel like you're a sure thing. <laughs> All right. So we asked her to go ahead and send that text um, and then hit us back with an email, which she did. Hey, guys. I promised to send him a text and ask him, quote, why now? Why, if I wasn't a good fit a year ago, why would he want to go back out again? End quote. I want to send you his full response, and you tell me if it is good enough. I did really like him, but if you think his response is not good enough, I will tell him that I've changed my mind. Oh, good. Thank you again for all the advice. Here was his response. Let me know what you think. His response. Hmm. Well... I had been doing some thinking about the past few years, and our date came to mind. I thought a lot about you and realized I might not have given us a fair chance. To be honest, I was going through some personal stuff at the time. Wasn't in the right headspace to appreciate what was in front of me. Hmm. It wasn't about you not being good enough. It was more about me not being ready. Hmm. I've grown a lot in the last year. Oh, there it is. So I wanted, <laughs> so I wanted to try... To start fresh, now that I'm in a better place. So are we still on for Saturday? I'm green lighting it, man. This is good. This is good. Who knows if he's BSing or not? That's a good response right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's typical, but I mean, it's really all you can say or do. It's 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 really not a bad response, and it was obviously long and a lot of detail. So he didn't give you like a short to the point kind of answer. That's a good thing. Yeah, I may have changed my mind here because any dude who's just messing around and just looking for some bootay probably isn't going to give you this two paragraph long explanation about his growth and his Mm -hmm. wisdom. He's just going to be like, so (laughs) what does that sound like again? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to sound like that on both nights. Uh, (laughs) I, I think honestly, I think he's not just seeing you as a hookup because if, if, if he's not, well, I, you know, I say give him a chance. I say give him a chance. I think he's really trying to put his best foot forward here. Mm. 
<laughs> so jaded. I am. So jaded by the Burt Show. <laughs> I'm jaded by the Burt Show and all the men who've cheated on me in my past. Um, you know what? I say date. It's a free meal. Like, go out with him. <laughs> And see, like, see if there's any, see if there is any in-person chemistry. And I think you'll be able to gauge if, if your antenna is up, whether or not this is a booty call or he genuinely, like, is in a better place. I say you go on this date. You do not shave your legs. No. You do not shave anything. No. You do not put the sexy underwear on no. under no circumstances. Like even if you're not, if it's not that time, you put those underwear on. You need to put the period panties on. The period. <laughs> panties. I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, because under no circumstances can you hook up with this guy. Don't do it. Under no. In fact, I wouldn't even give him a kiss goodnight. Hundred percent. Let him hunt. Agree. Let him hunt. Yep. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Just a quick content warning for domestic violence. If you want to check back in with us on the podcast later, that's totally fine because we're talking about Kiki Palmer and her relationship. So we've talked about this on a much more shallow surface level um, and a lot more like surface level situations because... we were talking about whether or not she should stay with this guy because she was wearing kind of a more scandalous outfit. He came out on social media and was like, you're a mother. Like, why are you wearing that? Oh, her see-through dress at the Usher concert. Yeah, she had that cute bodysuit on with like the mesh overlay. Mm -hmm. She looked good. And he had the audacity to come out on social media and shame her for it. And so I think everybody was very much on the side of like, I know you share a son with this dude, but you should break up with him. And then she was playing it cool when she was asked about her relationship over the last couple of weeks. She was like, it's none of anybody's business except for my own. Well, now that we have documents with her expressing what was really going on in that relationship, it's definitely more of our business now. So she is requesting sole custody of her eight-month-old son that she shares with Darius Jackson. She's alleging that he has been physically abusive on multiple occasions. She filed a request for a domestic violence restraining order in LA. People Magazine reviewed these documents. She said the final straw for her happened on Sunday. She says, Darius trespassed into my home without my knowledge or consent, threatened me, then physically attacked me, mm. lunging from my neck, striking me, throwing me over the couch and stealing my phone when I told him I was going to call the police. She also included screenshots that looked to be security footage of a man striking a woman over a sofa. Um, and in this declaration, she also says that there were many instances of physical violence, including striking, grabbing me around the neck. I mean, it just goes on and on. It, you can paint the picture for yourself what was going on without me having to traumatize yeah. you on your drive to school. Um, but it looks like she is finally getting out of this relationship. And I think it's the perfect example of even if something seems small, like a man making a comment about how his partner looks or what she's wearing, I think that can really show that there's probably deeper issues going on and it's not just surface level. Um, I'm so proud of her for finally saying enough is enough and getting away from this toxicity mm-hmm. and this abuse. Um, I think it's also a reminder for people that Kiki Palmer, who like she 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 is and also comes across as so confident and independent and strong and um, she just has this beautiful light and personality about her and I can see people thinking like I would never imagine her of all people being in an abusive relationship but um, you just you just don't know what a person is going through that they're going to sit through something like that until they're finally ready to say enough so I think it's 
it's it's wise to be aware of your friends and the situations that they're in and to to help them see that light if you can. Yeah, exactly. It can happen to anybody. And I talk to a lot of people about, you know, why do you stay in this relationship? If it's if, clearly like the things that she's written on paper are awful and grotesque. And it just, it's not as easy as just getting out and leaving because things like this happen where he's going to come into your house out of nowhere and take your phone when you want to call the police. So uh, props to her for getting out and I hope she's doing okay. Yeah, there's fear there as far as retaliation. And then there's also, thankfully she has the financial means to Mm. go out on her Mm -hmm. own where a lot of women, that's one of the reasons why they feel stuck is because Mm -hmm. they they don't have the financial means to leave. Yeah, the fact that there's a baby involved makes it all much worse like I hate that for her but I hope her friends are really like supporting her because the strong people need support and help too mm-hmm, exactly alright well this is definitely not a good sign for Sydney Sweeney's rom-com so people were really excited about this film it's going to be called Anyone But You it's starring her and Top Gun hunk Glenn Powell and because there were all those dating rumors surrounding them I think people were really jazzed for this movie and then the trailer dropped a couple weeks ago and it was so anticlimactic people were not thrilled with it at all nobody he really understands what the plot is. It just looks like two hot people pretending to date for two and a half hours. I didn't even know the trailer dropped. That's mm-hmm. how much of a splash it made. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't great. So she's back in Australia now that the SAG after strike is over. She's filming reshoots for this film, and people on Twitter are going nuts because they're like, "Yeah, that's the sign that a movie's so ready to go and ready to drop next month because that's when it's coming out in December." That yeah, a month before you've got to already do some reshoots mm-hmm. and try and save. That's not common in movies to do that. I mean, this is something that you only do if it sucks. I would think that if you don't get it right the first time, I can assume they've had enough time to look it over and decide, uh, yeah, maybe what we thought we were doing um, wasn't actually happening. I would figure reshoots would have happened prior to the trailer dropping or maybe just because of maybe because of the strike, they weren't able to Mm -hmm. do so. So now that they, they are able to. Maybe that's what threw off the timing. There is one trailer I am super jacked about, though, and that is the new Mean Girls trailer. <gasps> it's yes, so yes, good. Yes, I yes. Seen that. It looks so good. It looks <laughs> so, so good. So good. Regina George. Ooh, she is going to give Rachel McAdams a run for her money. It look, And it's a musical. I know. And Tina Fey is involved. It's going to be amazing. Don't a have musical. High school musical. Yes. Iconic. Uh, yeah. It's damn, a Mean Girls musical, damn, man. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> You'll love the trailer. There's no singing in the trailer, okay? Just watch the trailer. <laughs> well, we can talk about the Mean Girls trailer coming up next on your next Ebos on the Bird Show. The Bird Show. She's quaking in her boots. Going to have to tell her parents here eventually that her husband and she are separated and the holidays are right around the corner. So she's going to have to do that probably this weekend. We'll get to that in just one second. Um, you know, I ran this by you guys yesterday and I asked um, who here has like even started their Christmas shopping and who's done with it. And you said you hadn't started yet, right? I haven't bought the first thing. Not a thing. Not one thing. Cass? I would say I'm three quarters of the way done. Jeez. Eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mo, Mo. Haven't even thought about it. Uh-uh. I have not bought a single thing for anybody. Yeah, me neither. And, uh, yeah, my list would have changed over the last couple of weeks. Oh. Um, oh, oh, that, that was... Okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I'd be returning a lot of stuff. This is the time procrastination paid off for you. Uh, I guess so. Right. <laughs> right. That's a plus. Um, I was just reading that 47% of people haven't even started their shopping yet. Yeah. So there's some comfort in that, right? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that was me every year. It was always like the week before I'm paying for rush shipping. So I'm trying this year to knock it out early. So December, Cassie can look back and be like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for doing that so I can concentrate on 
everything else. I always feel like when I pre-plan and do things the way that adults are supposed to do, it always goes wrong, though. Like when I am so far ahead of schedule, something happens that messes up the order and I got to do it all over again at the very last minute. Oh, yeah, you do things the right way, yes. and somehow the universe just punishes you for that, <laughs> right. and it just reestablishes yeah. the fact that you should self-sabotage yes. and do things the wrong way. Yes. Yep. yep, I feel you on that. We endorse self-sabotaging around here. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to uh, Melissa here, who's pretty stressed out going into the weekend. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Really good. All right, how can we help you? What kind of advice can we get for you from Bircho Fam? Okay, uh, well, I'm going home for the holidays, um, but my parents don't know that my husband and I are separated, um, and he's like a son to them, so I know they'll be completely devastated, um, but I don't want to tell them because for the last couple of years, every something has happened right before the holidays. They've gotten bad news, whether it was a death in the family, COVID, or somebody's lost their job, so my mom was kind of really looking forward to a drama-free holiday season this year, but here I come as the bad news bear. Um, my dad has even texted all of me and my siblings saying, you know, he wants to make it really special for her this year, but I don't know what to do. Should I try to convince my soon-to-be ex-husband to, you know, go along with me and fake it for the next two months, or should I just rip the Band-Aid off now? I don't know what to do. Like, tell them now or later. Yeah, Ma, what do you think? I feel like that's tough not knowing where you guys are currently, like how are you dealing with the breakup and what are the chances that you think he would actually go through with it if you did ask him? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that part. Yeah. And he may just be a jerk and not do it. Mm -hmm. Cause my pride wouldn't allow me to ask that because I, I wouldn't want to get a no. So, and I don't know if I would be able to fake it yeah. through it. So I probably mm -hmm. would just rip the bandaid off. Melissa, you said you and your husband are separated. Does that mean there's no hope of reconciliation or you guys are just taking some time apart to figure things out? Um, well, I've already filed for divorce. Mm -hmm. uh, he just hasn't got paperwork yet. So. It's oh, done, God. done. God. For me, I'm kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when you look at your life and you look at past um, holidays, how many really over the course of the last couple of years don't have any drama at all? surrounding those holidays i mean so i guess what i'm trying to get at is you can put it off and put it up and put it off but i feel like there's never a good time to have that conversation yeah no i, I and especially since your dad reached out and he wants to make it special this year um if i were in your shoes melissa um i, I would show up solo and just be like he got sick he can't make it he didn't want to spread his germs so really sorry. so yeah. you would lie through the whole holiday season absolutely i would that's huh. what i would do cassie's kind of nodding her head in agreement yeah. also mm -hmm. that's a great way i've mm -hmm. had uh, a few multiple meetups with families and it's bad news every time and you really just you just want one yeah. and so this way like you don't you can give your mom the holiday that she wants without having to suffer yourself hmm. i don't know i right. feel like this is the perfect setup for a hallmark movie <laughs> like you and your husband you're separated you take a chance and you invite him to thanksgiving and you find out the true meaning of turkey and you fall in love all over again <laughs> you need to stop reading your fairy porn <laughs> you're becoming more delulu every day put it's away. keeping me hopeful <laughs> put away the horny books um man i'm kind of like with mo here man because now you got to go through thanksgiving and you got to go through christmas with this charade um i think i would rip it off also it's six weeks 
It's 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 six weeks. That's a drop in the bucket if you can if you can stomach it. I mean, the timing is bad, but that's life. At some point, you're gonna have to tell them anyway. And what better time what? than to have your family around you to support you through it? Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got a different, a couple of different perspectives to chew on going into the weekend. Yeah, you're welcome. We have helped you with yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But I would like to talk to, and it has to be done this weekend. Get it out the way. Yeah, yeah, if you're going yeah. to make plans for Thanksgiving and everybody knows what they're bringing and what they're doing, then, yeah, you, you don't want to sit on this. Right. But I would say he's coming and then just and the then day of say, yeah, he, he was under the weather and didn't want to spread his germs. Yeah, Melissa, let's talk to you on Monday and find out how all went and what you did, okay? All right, guys. All right. <laughs> Good luck. You can tell with her side there that it's like, she's like, all right, guys, you, you didn't really help me at all on that one, but I really appreciate you picking up the phone. This is the Burt Show. <laughs> You're on the Burt Show. I had an update here because they could certainly still use your help. It was a couple of days ago when we had Coach Jake on. Uh, he is the head coach of McEachern's high school girls flag football team in Powder Springs. And they were doing a coloring book slash crayons drive for the kids over at Choa Hughes Spalding. Which is really cool because a lot of those kids have a lot of financial needs. So this is a super easy way for you to bring a little bit of joy to a sick kid's life. Um, their, their goal is to collect 500 of these coloring books and crayons or colored pencils. And here's what they have so far. They've already gotten, thanks to you guys, this is incredible, 123 individual boxes of crayons and colored pencils. 262 full-size activity and coloring books and 23 bulk item purchases, which is equal to 558 small coloring books. And someone also brought the, bought this, a Crayola crayon class pack, and that is 800 crayons. Which is so, so cool, but we're still a little short of the goal. So if you can buy a coloring book or a pack of crayons, we've got the link to their wish list on Amazon up at com, and you can just buy it there and it'll go straight to the kids. Yeah, I just want to underscore this also because that's an amazing donation right mm-hmm. there, but sometimes I think people hear that and they're like, okay. Guess that's done. So hear Cassie loudly here that they still need help. We still need help. So we've got a goal of 500. So we're, all we're asking for is a box of crayons or a coloring book, a box of colored pencils. So head up com and you'll see a link to their Amazon wish list. And that's all you have to do is add it to your cart and check out and Amazon will send it right to them. I love that America has come down with one day to give. No, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Tuesday. That's the only day this year you really need to give. And it went in the order as it should because, you know, we went with Black Friday, mm-hmm. then we had Cyber Monday, and then people were finally like, stop <laughs> spending money on yourselves <laughs> and spend it on others. We're going to do Giving Tuesday. So exactly what is Giving Tuesday, Kristen? Then we're going to bring this thing full circle back to Zaxby's again for us. So it actually wasn't that long ago, just a little over a decade ago, Giving Tuesday was created. It's a global generosity movement, and it's to help nonprofits, especially towards the end of the year, and just to to give back if you're you know capable of doing so. And for the the past couple of years, Zaxby's has partnered up with us. And what's incredible is up to $25,000, Zaxby's will match your donation to Burt's Big Adventure. So we can very quickly turn $25,000 into $50,000. Fred and Dustin are here from Zaxby's. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good Th- to see you guys again. Thanks for coming in again. Appreciate you guys. Uh, tell us again about Zach's of Kindness. We talk about it every year. Zach's of Kindness is one of our cultural initiatives. One of the big things... Uh, 
uh, that's always been important to our brand is to have an ethos of giving better than we get. Uh, we just don't want to be about uh, selling chicken. We want to be about uh, just giving back to our communities, being vested and being a part of our community. And so Zacks of Kindness is a, is a great way just to remind us uh, to, to, that what we're really about, which is giving better than we get. And you guys have done this for us year after year after year. So we're asking you guys, head on over to Zaxby's and help out. Yeah, absolutely. It's our fourth year. I was just talking. I cannot <laughs> believe it was four years ago we started this, but it's been such a great partnership, and we love what you guys do, and we continue to to be a part of that. So thank you guys. So there are a couple of ways you can do this. You can text also. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we want you to go to Zaxby's, and if you're like me, you get a salad with a side of ranch and honey mustard. <laughs> um, but, you know, Zaxby's is going to be matching our Burt's Big Adventure donations. So you can easily donate online at burtsbigadventure.org, or you can just text Burt, that's B-E-R-T, not B-U-R-T. He's not like Burt Reynolds. He's like Burt and Ernie. Uh, Burt to 50155. And every single donation this month is going to be matched by Zaxby's because... Y'all are so dang kind. <laughs> so it's not just on the 28th. It is Correct. every yeah. day through November 28th that Saxby's uh, will match that up to $25,000. And that is a lot of money for Burt's Big Adventure. You guys have seen Burt's Big Adventure, and you know the impact that it has on these kids. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've we've seen it firsthand, and, and I've said it before to you guys. I mean, what you do uh, with these kids is just amazing. And, you know, there are a lot of charities. There are a lot of places that, that want people's money. But I, I can say firsthand, just seeing what you guys do and the genuineness, uh, the, the, and even when the cameras aren't on, how you guys go about with this is just absolutely amazing. And it, it is a, a great opportunity for people to give, and it really impacts a lot of hearts. And and like I said, the past four years, it's been a blessing for us to be involved. Yeah, and and, and Fred and, and Dustin, you guys, it's not just about like the monetary donations, but you guys just like show up like at our reunions. You're there with, you know, Zaxby's because, you know, the kids love chicken. Mm-hmm. So you all are like, it's it's the perfect marriage, Zaxby's and Burst Big Adventure. And then um, with our Avalon Noon Tonight fashion show, Fred and I got to walk down the blue carpet together with Layla. So you guys are very, very just active and hands on and really help out the organization more than just monetarily. And I, I think that just exemplifies how much you really do care about the organization and these kids. Absolutely. You guys have been doing this. You just hit your 20-year anniversary, yeah, right? Yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah, so we, we look forward to the future partnership. It's been so good for us the past four years, and what you guys do in the community is just is just awesome. So, How, how many Zaxby's are there in this area? Uh, just under 170. Okay, so, wow. I mean, you don't need an excuse to go to Zaxby's, that's for sure. Uh, we're just asking you to go two or three times uh, this month. So, once again, uh, all the way up until November 28th, you go to Zaxby's. Zaxby's is going to match your uh, donation up to $25,000, and that goes a very long way for Burt's Big Adventure. So, we could take these kids with chronic and terminal illnesses down to Disney World. Uh, did I forget anything, guys? Did I cover it all? No, just uh, encourage people, you know, it, it you mentioned earlier it's one day of giving but you know this time of year uh we're a firm believer giving better than you get means so much and and with all the noise and everything just focusing on just giving uh and giving it small and and meaningful ways every single day not only impacts other lives but it impacts your own life too and it's it's something that everyone needs to remember this time of year and i think you also need to remember too every penny counts i know twenty five thousand dollars sounds like a lot but if every person listening donated one dollar your one dollar just turned into two courtesy of zaxby's if you can like text Bert to 50155 and donate five dollars right now you didn't just donate five you donated 10 thanks to zaxby's thank you guys really appreciate all your support over these years thank you guys yeah thank you you guys have been awesome the bird show